Hey, hey, everyone. I'm your host, James Jackson, and this is ArtCast. Join me each episode as we shine the spotlight on a category management and or Shopper Insights professional doing compelling work in the trenches. Let's dive right in. I'm here today with Sembenzile Chauke, a customer category specialist, grocery and e-com at Coca-Cola Beverages Africa. I made it through your name. Sembenzile, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to to be on your guys' show. Yeah, yeah. So I'm super excited because you are our first guest that is outside of the United States. And so really wanted to find people that were not in the U.S. so we could learn more about what's happening overseas. Um, So before we really jump into detail, could you take a moment to share your career journey, maybe two or three minutes, and and then we'll get started. Awesome. Um, So where it really all started for me was just prior to, to varsity, where I actually wanted to study brand management. And that was the route that I actually wanted to take initially and um, went and researched and actually fell into the marketing department. And I then studied marketing. I then did my honors within marketing and then got the opportunity to work at a top FMCG company, went through the graduate program, And from there, I think that's where category has really um, grown in me and the passion for data has really flourished. And yeah, this is where I find myself today in category management. Yeah, so that's great. Um, If you're ready, we're going to get in the trenches. Okay, (laughs) let's go. All right, all right. (laughs) Let's get in the trenches. So you, you just touched on it a little bit, but I want to go deeper. So how did you learn about category management? So it really started when I was part of the graduate program, and this is whilst I was still at Colgate. And um, really the graduate program is about you getting a feel of different departments and we would rotate between different departments. So it would be a stint in marketing, in sales, in logistics or in category. Um, so we would move around um, every six months. And that's where it started, where I had a stint in marketing. And in marketing, you work quite closely with category as well as sales and um, all the other functions within the business. But where I really came to um, get my hands on what category was all about was when I had a stint in um, sales. And that's where I really work quite closely with um, category managers or the category uh, category development team because we would have to bounce off ideas of one another and they would have to come with strategies. So that was when um, I then went into um, category and moved into a position um, within the category management team and really worked hand in hand together with the category manager. So I guess yeah, that's where it really started for me and where I actually um, knew more about what category management is all about. Awesome. Awesome. So the, the goal for today and, and for those who are listening, um, we make some assumptions. So some assumptions might be in South Africa, maybe category management is way, way different and that the retail environment looks completely different. 
So I really want to kind of probe throughout this interview and, and try and understand the landscape and, and terminology and things that you're experiencing, because I think we'll find some pretty interesting nuggets from that. So the, the first the, the first thing that um, I wanted to get um, information from you on is the retail environment in South Africa. So I'm wondering truly how similar or how different it is from the U.S. So we have retailers, you probably heard of Walmart. So we have like a Walmart, so a, a large mass merchandiser. We have natural gro- grocery stores like Whole Foods. We have convenience stores like 7-Eleven. So can you talk a little bit about what it looks like in South Africa? What kind of stores or retailers do you have? So I guess it's also quite similar to what you guys have, right? But um, maybe just the way we classify our uh, our channels might be slightly different in that we have um, channels and then we have accounts within those channels. So we'll have a channel such as the grocery channel and then accounts such as like your Woolworths, your pick and pays, your ShopRite checkers, and we'll have a local and traditional trade um, and wholesalers, and really this would where um, MassMart would then fall. And then we have your petroleum. We also then call it convenience stores. So, so those are the different channels. And then we have um, accounts within those um, different channels. So I guess it's quite similar, um, but maybe the naming convention might be slightly different. Yeah, no, and, and uh, other than petroleum, even though <laughs> we do say in some instances that as well, or, or gas, you know, um, very, very similar. And we have channels. And then we have accounts. Some are national, some are regional. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, so very similar. So glad I asked the question. So the next one, as we get into understanding, you know, how do you process category management out there, um, is about data. Okay, so obviously for most category management, data is the engine that drives a lot of what we do. So, so we have companies like Nielsen. Um, you know, and other companies that give us rest of market data or give us consumer behavioral data or things like that. What kind of providers do you have in Africa that help you understand the market, your shoppers for when you're working on assortment, promotions and so on? So exactly what you guys have. So we also have Nielsen. Um, we also have RI that is within the country and then we also have customer portals so for example a spa will have a portal a pick and pay will have a portal and a shop right checkers will have a portal and from um, those portals we're able to see things such as basket data so we're able to understand what the shopper is actually buying so from that we're able to then analyze and tailor certain promotions so on and so forth so i guess it's very similar in some of the service providers that we have within south africa yeah yeah so i think we we laid the groundwork that there are a lot of similarities as far as maybe we'll call it the structural part of of what we do um so so let's talk a little bit more because I'd like to dive in more about your experience, okay? So you talked about after um, graduating and, and going through your programs, and and I think your first stint might have been at Colgate. Um, so you you did 
um, some in-store work and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about that first experience? So that role was um, what we, we actually call a point of purchase executive. And really within that role, it's centered around ideation of point of sale material and all the way through to execution. So it's execution of the point of sale material. It's about planogramming and ensuring that the planogram is then adhered to. But also with that, the role requires you to be innovative. Innovative in a sense that you need to understand what's happening at a global scale in terms of point of sale. How can we bring excitement to the store through point of sale material? And with that, obviously understanding what can we learn from the global landscape and bring that home and execute it in the, the retailers? So that was what that role was really centered around. But there was also a data element where we need to understand in this retailer, this is what we can do. And this is how we can then support in terms of execution, in terms of planogramming. So that's where the data element then came into play when it came to this specific role. So that's pretty much what it really looked like in terms of point of purchase executive um, within the company. You, you said a term and that's why I perked up because you said planogramming. I was like, oh, we have planograms too. <laughs> <laughs> Again, very similar. So, so you had this role, you know, doing in-store execution. Um, you also touched on trade marketing. And so here in the U.S., you know, trade marketing funds are used to run promotions and other activity. Um, some of our retailers actually rely very, very heavily on like an ad circular where it can get into the newspaper or sent directly to your home. And they, they do a high amount of um, discounting. So you can have a retailer that can be, high, we call it high-low, but they can have 60%, 70% of their business on promotion. Um, so how does trade marketing work in South Africa? So I think you've hit the nail on the head there as well. <laughs> so we, I mean, there's different levers that we can pull, right? And Promotions and discounting is is quite a big one because when we understand consumer, that's kind of like where they gravitate to and that's what drives traffic into the store. Um, similar to what you guys have with the high-low, we're looking at EDLP, so our everyday low prices. So that's what I'm saying. There's, there's different levers to promotion that we can definitely pull. Um but I think what we also need to understand is through the data, we're able to see things such as your basket data. So through the basket data, we're then able to know, okay, we're going to have this kind of combo, this kind of pairing. Uh, maybe it's a two for one or it's a three for a price. So it's also then through the data where we're able to come up with different strategies when it comes to promotion and combos and pairings based on the different categories as well, also based on the different retailers. So uh, definitely a lot of similarities there. <laughs> Um, between the countries, so so yeah, 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 and you just you, another term EDLP. We use that as well. So I, I'm going to assume at this point that we we have a lot of similarities. So so let's so let's go deeper now since we've kind of again laid that groundwork and talk more about you and some of the experiences that you've had that have 
really set the stage for where you are today. So you did in-store, you did trade marketing, and, and now you get into being a category manager, a junior category manager, then a full-fledged category manager. What would you say is maybe the most challenging part now um, of being a category manager? So what is the most challenging? And also in dealing with those challenges, how did those other experiences and those other roles maybe help you? So there's quite a number of them, hey, but I think let me stick to maybe three or four. But I think the biggest one, um, and, I, and I'm assuming across category management um, in the different countries, we must probably go through the same thing. But it would be a dynamic market condition because we're living in a world that, or a market that is constantly evolving and it's influenced by factors such as your consumer preference, emerging trends and competitive dynamics because there's a lot of players now in the market, you know, that we need to take into consideration. And as a category manager, you need to be able to adapt your strategies um, to these factors that I've also mentioned. Um, and especially in this uncertain environment that we'll also find ourselves in. Right. Um, another challenge would definitely be specifically in category management is space constraints. And this is when we look at the physical retail environment. Um, space is often limited. Um, so we always have to try and navigate um, around this. And really, this is about optimizing space allocation, um, considering factors such as product assortment, shelf placement, and the visual element that also comes with that. Um, so it's um, also about balancing the need for variety when we're looking at a shelf. Um, it's about product availability, maximizing space within this limited space that we have to play in. Um, I'll also definitely say a competitive pressures is, is, is one. Um, like I said, there's many, many players within um, the different categories that we play in, and they're all striving to gain market share, um, all gunning for that number one position, you know, um, and we're all trying to attract customers and bring customers into store. So it's also just staying ahead of the competition. And this is really requiring us to monitor and to analyze our data, um, understand our consumers and our customers better in order to respond to these competitive pressures that, um, that we find ourselves in. So I think, yeah, maybe like those are my, my top three <laughs> that I kind of face on a daily, um, working with, with different retailers within the channel that I'm in. Wow. Okay. And that, yeah, we, we're dealing with some of the same things. I'm going to ask you just kind of an add-on question of that. So are you all dealing with things like inflation, supply chain issues, labor issues? 100%. Inflation is a big one. And that's why I say also within this uncertain environment that we're finding ourselves in, that is a big pressure point when it comes to consumers as well as retailers, because we're all trying to find a good balance, you know, and make everybody happy. So that is definitely a, a big, big pressure point that we are facing um, within our country as a whole. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. So, so you're, you're a category manager at a manufacturer now at Coca-Cola. Um, and so 
you know, manufacturers can actually, at least here in the U.S., pull, I call it pull the lever, but they, they can recommend or they can try and influence decision making. But at the end of the day, somebody at the retailer has to say yes or no and, and execute against it. What, what kind of dynamic or what kind of relationship do you have with your accounts? So, for instance, in the U.S., at some retailers, they have what's called a category captain. And so they are kind of that right hand go to um, from a manufacturing standpoint to help that that retailer uh, buyer or category manager along the way. So what does that look like in South Africa? So I think maybe then just a starting point just to understand how we also then work with our retailers is that um, we either call them NAMs or CAMs, so key account managers, um, and we really work through them. So we, in terms of um, any discussions or any meetings that or engagements that we have, we would um, have that through the, the key account manager. And really it's about collaboration. Um, and through that collaboration, and what I always like to say is as category managers, we have to wear a neutral hat. And that's where we're able to have that that level ground where the sub or the retailer as well as ourselves are able to come together and have the discussion and through that as we're sharing data as we're sharing how we're going to grow the categories that relationship um strengthens and they're able to come to you and say okay you guys are category captains in a specific category let us work together in building this category and I think that's where it really starts, right? And I, I think also certain brands hold certain weight as well. And I think they trust you as well through the process um, because um, of um, the weight of your brand. Um, so, so that's really how we work. Um, and that's how we're able to build on that relationship um, through wearing that really neutral hat um, and creating a win-win situation for both ourselves as well as the retailer at the end of the day for the consumer or the shopper. Excellent. Excellent. Wow. Okay. So we've gone through a lot of questions. The last one, now that you've been a category manager for a little while and you know, you've picked up some things, you've bumped your head against the wall on some things. So when, when discussing how to be successful, because it, it appears and you just sound like you totally know what you're doing. So, you know, what are some of the traits that you feel are most important to be a successful category manager? Um, there's quite a few, hey? Um, but I think let me just mention maybe about three or four again. Um, and the first for me would definitely be storytelling. Because that's that's what we need to be doing in category. Um, oh, I guess it's just a big part of category management um, is being able to tell a story from the data, from your findings, um, and really just being able to to bring about innovation through that. Um, I guess also through that would be communication skills and really expanding on that communication element. That's quite crucial because that brings about the influential part, right? Being able to influence, being able to present your strategies to the stakeholders um, and to the decision makers. 
Um, and a large part to that would be strategic thinking. Because in this um, landscape that we find ourselves in, you need to be able to anticipate the trends. You need to be able to develop long-term plans um, to achieve those category goals. But also, again, um, like I said earlier, it's about being adaptable to the changing market. So I think those are quite key. Um, and I guess the one that's quite obvious is category management is centered around data. Um, we need to be able to have that analytical skill and the abilities to um, to gather and interpret data for um, product performance, uh, market trends, customer behavior, and competitor analysis. But I mean, other points that we could also discuss is, like I mentioned, adaptability, um, leadership skills, business acumen. You know, having a solid understanding of the business pre uh, principles as well as practices and knowledge of things such as like your pricing strategies and your profitability metrics. So there's just, you know, there's quite a few, but I think storytelling, communication, strategic thinking and data for me are are quite key. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we we have been in the trenches for a while and it's been awesome. But now I want you to be able to take a breath and we're going to come up for air. Finally, coming up for air. And so with that, some personal things. So um, we talked earlier and I, I heard the little ones, but uh, can you talk a little bit about your family? So <laughs> how I always like to say is I am a wife to one and a mother to two. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I've got two children, um, five and three. Um, and yeah, my husband, who we've been together, there's always two sides to a story. <laughs> um, for about 10 to 15 years now, married for five years. It will be six years this year, November. Um, yeah, I'm a sister. And yeah, by the grace of God, I still have my mother and my father around. So you also have an accent. I, I obviously you you would, but I I was like, is it a British accent? So I, I'm going to ask a general question. Like, do you speak multiple languages? Because obviously you're very good at English. But what other languages do you speak? So I'm actually Zulu. So I speak Zulu. Um, my dad is Zulu. My mother is Ndebele or Ndebele Swati. Half Swati, half Ndebele. Um, so at home, we would actually speak Zulu as well as Soto. Very different to the Ndebele and Swati part. Um, and then I married into a Tsonga family. So I'm now learning how to speak Tsonga. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I'm, I'm quite fluent in Zulu and Soto. And then I'm learning how to speak Tsonga. Wow. Okay. I, I yeah. I didn't do that well in Spanish or in French, so I'm, I'm holding on to English. So, yeah. so, you know, you've had these experiences, um, whether personal or professional, but do you have any, like, mentors or sponsors that have helped you along the way? Um, I like to say I like to grab a mentor from the different companies that I've been in. Um, because a lot of them have been a lot closer to the business um, in a sense that they've been with the business for a while. Um, so wherever I go, I pretty much like grab a mentor. 
um, someone that's been in category or someone that is most probably in a different department, but has um, a good knowledge base of what is required from a category manager um, in order to just grow in, in one's career. Um, so yeah, so I don't have just one mentor, but I have a couple. <laughs> nice, nice. And those are, they're always handy, right? <laughs> always. <laughs> yeah. So, so as, as we end, um, I'm just wondering, do you have any kind of recommendations for people who are listening, whether it's here in the U.S. or abroad um, or any watch outs? You know, you, you, you've obviously experienced a lot. You, you, you definitely have a perspective. So we'd love to hear those. You know, I'm actually reminded of the words of one of my previous managers. And um, it's a discussion that we had when I said I actually want to move into category. And he said to me that being a category manager or becoming a category manager, um, it takes time and experience. Um, and the time part is just really understanding the markets, you know, um, and his experience in um the different FMCG companies that he's worked in is what he was able to impart on me. And I think with that, it's always about continuously seeking feedback, learning from your um, successes and your failures. And I guess through time, you'll refine your skill. Um, because I think that's one thing I've learned through category management is you'll refine your skill as you go along. Um, so you just get better and better at it but you're constantly learning along the way wow that's i think that's a great way to end um and i'm gonna try it again some benzene yes thank you thank you thank you for spending time i know we had to figure out what was the right time you have the kids running around and, and so on it's five o'clock or so on um, where you're yep. located. So appreciate the time. Appreciate the interest. This was a great, great conversation. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much again um, for having me, for reaching out. Um, this is definitely a great platform for all of us as category managers and just everyone in the business to really learn um, and grow um, from, from this point on. So thank you so much. Awesome. Awesome. So you've just listened to another fun episode of ArcCast. Please look forward to more interesting people in the weeks to come. Please don't forget to share ArcCast also with your colleagues. And so if you have any feedback, topic suggestions, or guest recommendations, we can always use more. Please go to www.catman.global slash ArcCast. And all I need for you to do is scroll down to the bottom of the page and there's a form that you can complete. We'll be sure to get back to you right away. So with that, this is James Jackson from the U.S. talking to our friend in South Africa. And you've been in the trenches. Have a great day.